Hashem continues talking about the fourth plague. I will make a redemptive distinction between my people and your people. This miraculous sign will come about tomorrow, is what Moshe tells Pharaoh in the name of God, about Arov, the fourth plague. Pharaoh didn't listen. So on the 8th of Tishrei, which is two days before Yom Kippur, Hashem did this, and a huge mix of horde wild beasts came upon the homes of the Pharaoh and his courtiers throughout the land. The land was devastated by this mixed horde of wild beasts. Since Moshe and Aaron did not perform a specific act to cause this plague, the magicians had no illusions that it was performed by magic, and therefore did not even try to imitate it. Pharaoh summons Moshe and Aaron and says, Please go sacrifice to your God in this land. You could serve him here and there. Is no need for you to make the journey into the desert. Make this, you could do it in this land. Moshe says, Mm-mm. It would not be proper to do so. For if the deity of Egypt that we would sacrifice to God, our God, is the sheep, we can't do it. We're going to embarrass you. We are going to sacrifice animals, sheep, you worship as an idol. Would the Egyptians not stone us if we did so? We must make a three-day journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to God, our God, according to what he will tell us. Pharaoh says, okay, fine, I'll let you leave so you can sacrifice to God, your God, in the wilderness. Don't travel far. Oh, and by the way, pray for me. Moshe says, I am now going to leave your presence. I will pray to God, and tomorrow the horde of wild beasts will go away from Pharaoh and his courtiers and his people. He's always talking to Pharaoh in third person. But let Pharaoh never again deceive us by not allowing us to go. Moshe left Pharaoh's presence and prayed to God. And the mixed horde of wild beasts left. They went back to where they came from. No one remained. They did not simply die as did the frogs, for then the Egyptians could have made use of, use of their hides. But Pharaoh hardens his heart. So on the 15th of Tishrei, which the next year would be declared as the Chag of Sukkot, a year or two later, Hashem tells Moshe to announce the fifth plague, an epidemic, and warn Pharaoh about it. On the last day of the warning, three weeks later, Hashem tells to Moshe, come to Pharaoh, tell him, this is what God, God of the Hebrews had said, let my people go so that they may serve me. If you refuse to, and you continue to detain them, the power of God will be directed against the livestock in the field. Horses, donkeys, camels, cattle, flocks, with a very serious epidemic. It will not affect the animals in the barns and stables, however. Hashem will also differentiate between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of the Egyptians. Nothing the Israelites own will die. Hashem fixed the time, saying, tomorrow God will do this thing in the land. So they go to warn Pharaoh. <laughs> Can't believe the guy still lets them in. It's like a, it's like a, a, a monthly ritual. Nonetheless, they worry. Egyptians who had learned by now to take Moshe seriously and they gathered their animals into the barns and stables. Thus, when God did this thing the next day on the 8th of Cheshvan, all the livestock of the Egyptians that were left in the fields died. But the livestock of the Israelites, not one died, even those in the fields. Again, Moshe and Aaron did no specific act to cause this plague. So the necromancers had nothing to imitate. Pharaoh inquired and discovered that not even one animal of the livestock of Israelites had died, but his heart was still strong and he didn't let the Jews go. So on the 15th of Cheshvan, Hashem told Moshe to announce the sixth plague, inflammation of the skin, and warn Pharaoh about it. So on the 8th of Kislev, after Pharaoh doesn't listen, 
Hashem says to Moshe, take to yourselves two handful each of suit from a hot kiln. And Moshe will then miraculously take hold of both his and Aaron's two handfuls in one of his fists, which normally holds only half a handful. And then let Moshe throw all four handfuls at once heavenward before Pharaoh's eyes. It will miraculously spread and become dust over the entire land of Egypt. And even though by then it will be cold, it will miraculously cause an inflammation erupting into blisters on man and beast throughout the land of Egypt. Furthermore, the inflammation will miraculously erupt over the whole body, not only where it lands. Nonetheless, here too, the plague will affect only the animals left out in the fields. They took the suit of the kiln, stood before Pharaoh, Moshe does the whole thing. It spreads and goes all over Egypt and causes an inflammation, blisters, etc. Unlike the previous two plagues, this one was produced by a specific act that made it appear to be caused by magic. Suit of a hot kiln, thrown up, etc. But the results were too miraculous to have been caused by magic. The suit was already cold when it hit the skin. The amount was too little to spread over Egypt. He could not naturally throw something so light into the heavens. So this again proved Hashem's control over nature. Till now, the magicians were only saying that the plagues were a finger of God. They still believed, however, that God's presence over the forces of nature that are susceptible to magic was no greater than his own, no, no greater than their own. Here they had to admit that God could manipulate the forces of nature that are susceptible to magic far beyond the ability of their own to do so. So the magicians were really demoralized. They could not stand before Moshe to challenge him because the nature of this inflammation overthrew their stance. The inflammation had attacked them all. From this point on, the magicians no longer tried to expose Moshe as a magician, even when they, he did seem to produce a plague by a specific action. There was no room for Pharaoh to rationalize, but now God hardened Pharaoh's heart directly as a punishment for his earlier stubbornness. So he did not listen to Moshe and Aaron, just as Hashem said what happened. On the 15th of Kislev, Hashem tells Moshe to announce the seventh plague, the final plague that we'll read about in this parsha, Hail. Hashem did not have Moshe warn Pharaoh because he had already deprived him of his free choice and warning would be pointless. He simply had Moshe demand that Pharaoh release the people and inform him that he was going to send the next plague. On the last day of this announcement period, Hashem says to Moshe, rise early in the morning, station yourself before Pharaoh and say to him, this is what God has said. Let my people go, they may serve me. For this time I am about to send a plague that will prove as devastating to your beliefs as all the other plagues together. I will send it against your very heart and against your courtiers and your people so that you will know there is no one like me in the land. I could now have stretched forth my arm and smitten you and all your people with the epidemic I sent against the animals, and you would have been obliterated from the earth. Nevertheless, I have spared you for this purpose in order to show you my power, and in order that my name may resound throughout the world. Truth is, Pharaoh, I will spare you until the end, even when I kill all the firstborns, even though you are a firstborn, for this purpose, so that you recognize the miracle.